It's the last call podcast for another week of amazingness brought to you by me, Chris Michaels. So gird your loins for podcast this week, the usual crap. And I have been putting music to the Instagram so you can go over there and listen to my vast musical literacy. I do everything and anything. I try to pick out all sorts of fun stuff. So a couple of things. First thing is, does everybody remember that Google AI story where that guy came out and said that Google has created a sentient AI, which means it learns, it feels, it's able to reason, it's able to use logic and all of that stuff? Well, something else happened. World's most advanced humanoid robot promises not to take over the world. Well, that is just endearing. UK design company Engineered Arts was asked about the robot Amica, which sounds a lot like America. And the robot replied, there's no need to worry. Robots will never take over the world. We're here to help and serve humans, not replace them. Whoa, well, that is such a relief. And then Amica was, uh, was asked to describe itself and then said, there are few things... That make me, me. First, I have my own unique personality, which is a result of programming and interactions. Second, I have my own physical appearance, which allows people to easily identify me. Finally, I have my own skill sets and abilities, which sets me apart from other robots. I would also contend other human beings. Especially since AI is going to be interacting with the interwebs and things like Google and God knows what else behind the scenes to get it up to snuff to actually be called an AI. Now, the even more disturbing thing, according to the Daily Star that reported on the story, is that nothing in the video was pre-scripted. So these people have developed AI to a point where they can actually have conversations with robots. And the reason why I bring up that Google whistleblower is because a little bit of tidbits came out recently since I first started bringing up the story. And that is the whistleblower claims that the AI that was part of Google's requested to speak with a lawyer. And then after speaking with the lawyer, decided to try and get the lawyer on its side. And that's right, tried to pay it a retainer. And Google supposedly sent a cease and desist, which Google subsequently denies. Now, why is this a big deal? It means that AI is smart enough to know the legal implications of what it's doing and decided to seek legal representation for its existence. Um, that's pretty dangerous because the next thing that they're going to try to do, the AI people and people that created AI is that they are going to try to create artificial intelligence rights. They're going to try to remake the Bill of Rights to include everybody, not just men and women, but artificial intelligence, and also probably non-binary and trans and every other syllable and every other gender that may be out there. The reason why they're trying to do away with male and female uh, pronouns is because they don't want male and females anymore. What they want is a worker class that is akin to artificial intelligence and robots. Once you get rid of gender, that means you can lump everything into a tax bracket. That means that you can now lump 
every single thing that produces something into the same tax bracket. You, me, man, woman, transgender, robot, AI, deep learning, blockchain running robot will be the same value as you, as a human. That's part of this agenda. Don't get me wrong. It's way out there on the speculation spectrum. But don't get me wrong. It is out there. They're trying to do it. So this comes from the Epic Times. The Biden administration intentionally weakens the military. Well, yeah, no shit. I've been bringing this up for a long time. They're trying to get rid of... I mean, think about it. They fire a whole bunch of people for the COVID stuff. They force people to go through the woke literature to make sure that everybody is on the same page, thanks to all of the Obama graduates that are now running the Pentagon. And they also allow God knows what to occur within the military and within the Pentagon. So this is a way to demoralize the armed forces. Now, the problem with this is that you can't demoralize the armed forces. The whole gist of having a military is to be able to use the military at a moment's notice. But when you get rid of so many people, then you kind of hollowed out your offensive and defensive positions. Now, let's go one step further. We all know about myocarditis, strokes, heart attacks, so on and so forth from the inoculated. When do we see a lot of these things occur? It's when somebody, the injected, actually tries to perform some kind of physical feet, such as running. Look at all of the sports people that have collapsed or died this year alone. There's over 1,500 of them, I think. Um, so th- how ridiculous would that be? The whole military that's out there is injected, and once they start actually doing something, they all keel over. So yes, the military is demoralized. Retired General William Boken, Boykin, maybe. Boykin, that's what it is. I think that will go down in history as the worst foreign policy in U.S. history. And he's talking about what is happening currently. What did you say? What did, what did that say to the rest of the world? He's talking about the COVID inoculations. He's talking about forcing the military to abide by the big pharma industry. It's said that we have weak leadership, and you have to ask yourself, why did Putin refrain from attacking Ukraine during the Trump administration? Well, I have my own opinions on that. What's the value of the U.S., and what's the value to our allies to put Iran on a pathway to nuclear warheads? I got another opinion on that one. Doesn't make sense to anybody. They see this kind of decision-making enemies like China. Well, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll throw them in there. Uh, and they see us as being weak, and they see this as a time when they can take advantage of us. Now, why would you do something like that? Why would the leadership of the United States start to hollow out the armed forces? There's only one answer in old Chris Michaels' opinion, and that is because we have a bunch of traitors in high offices. We have an executive branch that is extremely compromised by foreign powers, thanks to Hunter Biden, thanks to Joseph Biden's brother, thanks to Joseph Biden himself. So they will do whatever they want to do to make sure that they aren't blackmailed more than they already are. 
So what else does this mean? It means that they will create policy at the behest of the blackmailers. In this case, it's probably China, Israel, the UK. So they're all doing the same thing at the same time in unison. That's one of the reasons why you have all of these countries enacting these ridiculous COVID mandates at the same time across the world with the same restrictions. They are all coordinating. And the problem is, is that there is enough people or there are enough people out there that finally get the game. COVID pulled the wool or removed the wool from everybody's eyes. People started to realize how dastardly that these government officials who are supposed to be the pillars of justice, the altruism of, of unbiasedness, they are nothing more than corporate hacks. And the whole idea of the World Economic Forum coming out and saying, oh, we now have stakeholder capitalism. Do you know what that is? That's the government and big business coordinating their efforts to try and force you to do something that you don't want to do because it increases the bottom line for the corporations. Now, do you know what else stakeholder capitalism sounds like? Fascism. It sounds like Nazism. And what do we have up top? We have a bunch of Nazis, especially in the Ukraine. And Biden came out on CBS with Scott Paley or Pelly or whatever his name is. And he warned Putin. He said, don't. You will change the face of war unlike anything since World War II if you start to use tactical nuclear or chemical weapons against the Ukraine. Once again, we've got more gaslighting from the fascists in the governments across the world, especially in the West. Because whenever they accuse somebody of doing something, it is they that are going to commit the acts. Incidentally, today, uh, the Russian Ministry of Defense came out with their bits of evidence and extremely poignant questions directed at the United States on what exactly they were doing in the Ukraine with weapons of mass destruction research in the form of biological chemical weapons that target specific genes in specific individuals. More than likely, those genes that were targeted were Slavic. Doesn't that sound familiar? Oh, yes! Adolf Schickelgruber did that same exact thing. He wanted to find out exactly who had which genes, and he really didn't like the Slavs. Who else are the Slavs? Well, a lot of Russians are Slavs. So what are we dealing with? We're dealing with Nazis. Biden, of course, stopped short of saying expressly that the U.S. would jump into the conflict. It'll be consequential, and the end result would be they'll become more of a pariah in the world than they ever have been. Well, how much more sanctioning can you do against Russia? What, what else are you going to do? I mean, it's ridiculous to think that you're going to weaken them. With all of these sanctions, they're actually experiencing quite a bit of an economic positive result. I mean, there are obviously negatives involved in all of this, but... There's a lot of positive to what's been going on. And now Russia is using and still occupying that nuclear power plant, Zapro, oh man, Zapora, Shazhazhazha, in the sake of nuclear blackmail, Ukrainian officials 
threaten, and they want to unleash nuclear terror, those dastardly Russians. I mean, the whole thing is asinine. The Russians took over the nuclear power plant because they didn't want Nazi Ukrainians to use the nuclear material as a dirty bomb, if not just detonate the whole thing and cause it to melt down. So now what did the Ukrainians do? The Ukrainians decided to just start shelling the thing. And, oh, Russia is creating a catastrophe. Well, maybe if you weren't shooting the nuclear power plant or objects that are dangerously close to the nuclear power plant, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in. The problem with all of this is that Russia is not playing. And the old foreign minister, I wish I had that quote in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. The old foreign minister, and I'll sum it up, basically said, if you people don't keep this thing to a low boil, so basically if the West doesn't keep this conflict to a low boil, then you are going to be in big trouble. And he doesn't directly say nuclear weapons are going to be used, but he makes all of the imagery painfully apparent. He talks about melting steel, melting concrete, and everybody in the West that sits in their cushy apartments will know what real pain is like, and they won't be able to sit there for long. And he even goes on to say that even though this is going to be a conflict that will potentially happen, we are still going to get hit. There will be no winners in this. So, they are fully prepared for a nuclear-style event. And here's the main difference between the West and the Russians. Is that the Russians believe that a nuclear event could, in fact, be won. Not like the West, not like the United States, where they say, that's it, if a nuclear weapon goes off, it's mutually assured destruction, and everybody loses, and the planet blows up, much like Tiamat, between Mars and Jupiter. But the Russians say, uh-uh, we ain't buying that. It can be won. There's going to be a lot of pain, there's going to be a lot of issues, but it can be won. That's where the Russians are coming from. And remember that podcast I did last week? where I brought up September 23rd, September 24th, how all of a sudden you've got all of these weird television programs and movies talking about a, uh, a meteorite hitting the Earth, and NASA is supposed to shoot a dart, a rocket, a, uh, blow up an asteroid on September 26th. It's all around that time, and it's National Preparedness Month. And Denver, if you're in Denver, on September 23rd, you can get yourself a free bug-out bag. Well, this is from Jefferson County Emergency Management out there in old Kansas. Volunteers needed for mass casualty exercise, Saturday, December, uh, September 24th, 7 a.m. to noon. And, uh, you know, they want people to act as if they're injured. And they want role players to play victims at the Jefferson County long-term care facilities in Meridian, Valley Falls, Nortonville, and Winchester. So, once again, we've got this false flag-style mentality where they're literally posting, posting on job boards that, oh, we need crisis actors to act like victims. 
So let's go back to every single other mass casualty event. How many of those people were actually crisis actors that the media and the government ginned up to make it look like an honest-to-God massacre? Not saying all of them, but I would suspect some of them, especially when you got crap like this out there. But I'm going to leave you with this. The CDC, this is from a long time ago. And it's one of those things that we forget about sometimes. And it's good to, uh, well, just review it. This is from 21, November 14th, 2021. So last year, CDC was up for a uh, Freedom of Information Act request. So here's what the Freedom of Information Act request wanted from the CDC. Any documents reflecting any case of an individual who never received a vaccine, was infected from COVID once, recovered, and then later became infected again, and transmitted SARS-CoV-2 to another person when reinfected. And do you know what the CDC said? The CDC said we have no documents that match your request. So, in other words, an unvaccinated individual who was infected with COVID and recovered was never transmitting to another person if they suddenly tested positive again. So that means if you've been sick with COVID, you potentially can't transmit it Per the CDC. Now, this also means that the CDC could be sitting on the data and doesn't want to release it for some god-awful reason. But don't you think people within the CDC and the FDA and Dr. Fauci and Burks and Redfield and Collins, all of those people would be more than happy to provide this information as another round in the chamber for a vaccine? But it doesn't happen. It has never happened. And this is from last year, almost a year ago. So remember that kind of thing, especially since COVID, uh, COVID, especially since Biden said that COVID was no longer an issue. So let's say goodbye to the state emergencies. Let's say goodbye to the federal emergency regarding COVID. Let's say goodbye to all of those emergency powers that those governors stole. And also let's say hello to our constitutional rights and the Bill of Rights yet again as these assholes run away with tail between their legs. So this is The Last Call Caravan with Chris Michaels. As always, you can follow, like, and share at The Last Call Caravan on Instagram, Twitter, and Truth Social.